Hello and welcome to the Glow Movement Podcast. My name is Sloan Reed and today we are diving in on how to create sustainable systems for success, aka systems that last. But this is a lot more than strategy and planning. This is about implementing a process, a proven process that makes implementing lasting change possible. And I have a hilarious story about me doing this the wrong way a few months ago where I had created a cleaning plan for my home and give credit to hyperfocus. I had spent hours on this, so many hours, and it was extravagant. It was multiple pages. It was organized by part of the house. There was time frames. There was even laundry incorporated. Like it was detailed. And I'm not talking laundry, like throw the clothes in. Like I'm talking whose laundry gets done when, the whole shebang. And when it came down to getting started with the beautiful extravagant cleaning plan, I was so overwhelmed before I even got started. And I was absolutely just, it was too much, too soon, too fast, and was a complete shock. And so what I was actually suffering from was adjustment shock and very unrealistic expectations. So when it came to me actually implementing any sort of system or process, I knew that I needed a better process and a more sustainable system. So I created these five steps or five tips that have really, really helped me in implementing processes. And so full disclosure, if you struggle with systems, you are in the right place because I struggled with routines and systems for a really, really long time. And there was a subconscious resistance to it. I felt like it trapped me. It, it prevented me from having any spontaneity or let, like, left no room for creativity. And that was really like worrisome for me since so much of what I do has to have that freedom to it. And it was actually quite the opposite. So in the last quarter of 2022, I really focused on systems. That was probably my main objective. And the momentum I have been able to build and the ta- the more time freedom I've had thanks to systems, and I've been able to actually follow through and implement a lot of momentum and goals and achievements like this podcast that I've been wanting to do for a really, really long time, but were unable to do because I didn't have the right systems in place. And so being able to dissect what I needed to get done, be able to have a strategy and plan that was realistic, and then pair that with a sustainable system that makes it last has completely transformed my life, my personally and professionally. And so my five steps. The first one is, again, I'm repeating myself in my last few episodes, but to know your why. And when it comes to this, I know that feels silly. Like, why do we have to apply our purpose? Like, I just want to clean house. But it's about finding the deeper meaning of why that matters to you will help make it a priority as you're implementing this change into your life. So with the example of cleaning the house, like, 
let's get vulnerable with Sloan. Why did I want a clean, organized house that was consistently clean and organized? Well, the first why is obvious. I want a clean home. I want to live in a clean, organized, structured home. Um, But if you ask me why again, I have not had that for a long time. I've moved quite a bit, even before my husband and I um, have traveled a lot since we got married and been moved all across the southern United States. Before that, I moved quite a bit. And I was in college and just in my transformative years, which is what you're supposed to do. But in this season of my life, I realized that I wanted to settle um, down, I should say, and kind of rest my wings a little bit and get those roots that I've wanted. And if you ask why that's important to me, it's because I've had some subconscious walls up. I've been very hesitant to like let people in, especially into my home, because I want it to be a place that is welcoming and not overwhelming. And I want to be excited to welcome people in and I don't want it to be a distraction. And if you take that a step further, it's the desire for connection. Like in previous homes, I've always gathered people together and having that community and that connection is something I really desire. But because we've moved so much, this current home has kind of been like a cluster of all of those homes, right? It's I bought a couch in this house that fit perfectly in that house and it kind of fits in this house. And I've been able to do this that kind of works in this space. And it's not home. It's not settled. It's not finished. And so I'm very, very excited to make that a priority. And because I want it to be a place of gathering and community and connection, and that is a lot more motivating than I want a clean house, right? (laughs) And so step two is to be able to address potential obstacles. Um, And this can be a couple things. This can be just what resources do you have? What do you need? What equipment do you need? Uh, What credentials do you need? What education? Like that list can go on. But I feel like the biggest obstacle for a lot of us is a mind step obstacle. Because when you're trying to implement something new, even if it, it, it does bring on positive change, there still is change. And we've talked about this in a previous episode about how our subconscious first instinct is to resist change because our subconscious number one goal is to keep us safe. And so even when we're trying to implement something positive, we can experience a little bit of that mindset resistance. And going back and asking those seven questions of why you're feeling that can help you break free from that as well. Um, next is creating a process with realistic and manage that's realistic and manageable. Ding ding ding. So make sure you're not in a state of hyper focus. Like what is I always joke like past Sloan and future Sloan. Like don't do something that future version of you is going to resent because I will tell you right now, the the version of Sloan that was having to look at the plan that the previous version of me created in a state of hyperfocus, I was not a huge fan. Like there was a big disconnect between those two and the planning version of me and the executing version of me were not on the same page. And it's because I didn't consider a lot of what was realistic, like my time availability, uh, my resources, my Um, my other schedule, like I was trying to tailor an established schedule around something new, a new schedule when I should have done it the opposite, honored my current schedule that's working and made minor adjustments to implement this positive change. So again, manageable and realistic are very, very important. 
Start slow, and then, of course, make time to reflect and reset along the way. One of my biggest pet peeves is the quote, like, or someone saying, well, that's the way we've always done it. Like, when you make a suggestion or want to change something and the response is, well, that's the way we've always done it. Like, I have such a resentment towards that because it reminds me of that antidote that talks about, like, the mother teaching her daughter how to make pot roast. And at one point, she cuts off the ends, and the daughter asks, why do we cut off the ends? And the mother goes, oh, I don't know. That's just the way my mother did it. And so the daughter goes to her grandmother and goes, hey, like, why do we cut the ends off the pot roast? And the grandmother goes, oh, I don't know. That's the way my mother's always done it. And so the little girl goes to her great-grandmother and asks, hey, like, why do we cut the ends off the pot roast? And the grandma- the great-grandmother laughs and goes, oh, it- so it fits in the pan I had? Like, I just have, my pan was too small, so that's just the way I did it, so it fit in the pan. And so I love that story because it's a reminder of, hey, make sure that we're making time to reflect and resetting when necessary. Because as we learn and as we grow in the process, there there might need to be adjustments that help us do it better and make it even more sustainable and more enjoyable along the way. Surprisingly, um, out of all of these five steps, the one that people often dismiss and it trips them up the most is starting slow. And you notice I even skipped over it quickly in my list. And the reason why is we live in a society of instant gratification. We want those instant results. And so starting slow can be very, very difficult. I know that this is really common in working out, right? You come up with this great plan and you dive in and you lift all the weight or you do the extra cardio and you just go too far in. And if you are able to finish, you can barely move. And this has happened to me so many times. Like I'll take a break from working out or life and I'm going to decide I'm going to get back into it. And so I try to pick up where I left off at the same weight and the same duration and all of the things. And then I can't move. And so then I'm forced to take it slow because I literally cannot move. And I think that can also be very discouraging. And I I joke, but the reality is like when you try to do something and you're hit in the face because you jumped in too fast, it can be very scary. Depending on the situation, it can be really like defeating and discouraging and it can completely roadblock your motivation. And then like for the working out, for example, if it's too severe, like of course, besides injury, like no, that's not necessary, but it can like delay you from getting back in the gym for a week. And that motivation could be lost because that momentum is lost. So starting slow is so crucial, but easier said than done. I've already touched on the fact that we live in a world of instant gratification. I am guilty of this and we all want to see immediate progress. And I think it comes down to really, really being able to honor yourself and take pride. There's a quote out there that um, I was at a very low point, which that's a story I'll share for another episode. Um, But I reached out to a mentor of mine and she responded in an email and I will never forget the place I heard it. But she said, I know how you do anything is how you do everything. So I know you're making the most of this season. And that mindset and having that standard for myself has made me take so much pride in even the small things like each step of the process. And where I really got to see these steps shine is when I created my morning routine. And this is something I had dreamed about for years and never was able to implement because I struggled with systems. 
And so I decided to start like I normally did, right? Because what I did every day was jump in full swinging and I, in everything I wanted to do, just jump off the cliffs. <laughs> doesn't matter if you end up broken at the bottom. Um, and so in doing that, I woke up in an hour and a half early and I was going to jump into the first thing, which I think was like meditation. And so I get into position and with, because my body was like exhausted because I've totally adjustment shock. Like I was not used to waking up an hour early, an hour and a half early, I fell asleep. And so I was discouraged and I shamed myself. And again, that's an episode for another day as well. But like, I was really upset. And so I tried again the next day and I was like, it was next level. Like I was ready to do this. So I woke up with like a vengeance, right? And I was going to do all the things. Well, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the resources I needed. I like, so everything took longer than I expected. Um, nothing was what I want. Like nothing was what I expected because I didn't prepare for it. And therefore I was really, really flustered. Um, it was even re- caused me to be late for the rest of the day, which was the complete opposite of why I wanted a morning routine. And so I decided to do a complete reset and say, okay, we're going to approach this differently. And I ended up creating this system where I broke it down. So I outlined everything I wanted in my morning routine. I then broke it down into how long it would each take and the duration and the resources I needed in those areas. And then I started with one thing. So the first thing I believe I started with was stretching because I knew that was something I would look forward to doing and something I wanted a part of my daily routine for a long time. So I knew I would be excited and it wasn't like having to run a 5K. It wasn't something I dreaded. It was getting up in the morning and just having that time to loosen and prepare my body for the day. And I was like, okay, 15 minutes. And I focused only on that 15 minutes. I prepared the night before. I made sure my yoga mat was out, all the resources I wanted, the music I wanted to listen to, all of it was set out. And then I woke up and only 15 minutes early, that's all I had to do, which was totally manageable and realistic, and did my stretching routine. And I did that for a few days, and then I realized that I had the system down, and I wanted to add something else. So I was like, you know what? Something simple. We're going to add me drinking a glass of water, right? So I warranted five minutes to get the water, to drink it, to get settled, and then get started. And so I do that, and now I'm waking up 20 minutes earlier. But to me, at that point, it's only five additional minutes. And I did that for a few days, and then I added the next thing and the next thing until I had my full routine. But in each step, I was able to perfect it. So like some parts of it, I would be like, you know what, this isn't really working. It would be better if I had this, or I really want to make the most of it. So I'm going to create this and different elements were added. And I got to make the most out of each little segment of my morning routine. And it was really enjoyable. And it was fun. And I got to really enjoy the process of building it. Um, so much so that I created a workbook so you can do this. But why I'm bringing up the workbook is I'm, I'm sure that not everybody wants a morning routine. But what I really like about sharing it with y'all in this episode is that process is something that you can implement and use as a resource while implementing other systems and other strategies of breaking it down, analyzing it step by step, doing the prep work in advance, making sure that it makes sense, and then implementing it slowly so you can avoid that adjustment shock and not be discouraged by unrealistic expectations or a lack of resources that you weren't anticipating. It allows you to take your time, reflect along the way, and reset what's needed. Um, So you guys can get that 
for free at glowmovement.com forward slash glowing morning. That's G-L-O-W-M-V-M-T dot com forward slash glowing morning. Um, and it'll be sent right to your inbox and I'll have that link in the show notes. Um, but I hope that you, if you want a, gl- a glowing morning, all for it, use it. But I also want to challenge you to see how these steps, these five steps and that workbook can be implemented for your specific goals. So if you end up do using it for something different than a morning routine, please share with me what that is. You know my socials. It's at Sloan underscore read or at Glow Movement, again, G-L-O-W-M-V-M-T on Instagram and feel free to reach out. So I hope y'all have an amazing week and I will see y'all next time. Bye y'all. Mm-hmm.